welcome to the Continental Breakfast on the Football Babble, our Euro 2020 show. This is our first one. It's going to be a bumper show because it's our preview. Uh, the rest of the shows will all be on. We'll be doing one every day. Um, they'll be 20, 25 minutes long, just reviewing what's been going on in the Euros so far and then previewing what's to come next. But as I said, this is our bumper preview show as the tournament kicks off on Friday night. It is currently Wednesday night. Uh, I'm joined with Full House. Hello, Stephen. Hello. Hello, Patrick. Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> Hello, Jonathan. Hello. I'm still kind of giggling, so yeah. <laughs> and as always, the boss man, Mr. Brenton. How are you? Bonjour. So, as I said, we're going to preview um, the Euros. We're all really excited, actually. We've been in the WhatsApp group for the last couple of days just talking about it. I know, personally, I cannot wait for the Euros to kick off here on Friday night with the first game uh, Italy against Turkey. But we're going to get into it tonight. We're going to sort of touch on some of the groups, some of the teams we fancy for the tournament, teams or players we think are going to flop, and players we think could possibly be standout or players of the tournament. Um, but before we get into it, it's a little bit different this time for you, Paddy, the Euros, because obviously last time you were there, it, um, is there still a buzz for you, even though Northern are not involved this year? Are you still excited for it to happen and to kick off on Friday? Yes, no, still still very much excited. Like, it's a shame Northern Ireland aren't there, and, and arguably they should have beaten Slovakia. They were, they were, they were pretty good that night. Um, I think Slovakia were definitely there for the taking, so it's a shame, shame Northern Ireland aren't there, but... Um, Still very much looking forward to the tournament, and yeah, as, as, as we touched on in one of our one of our last pods, just to have something different from the domestic grind will be be a real treat, and uh, it'll just be a welcome a welcome change, and I, I really can't wait for it to start on on Friday night. Um, I've got next week off work, so I'm going to absolutely binge football all week, and I'm very very excited for it. Well, what, what yes. before we move on, what was it like at Euro 2016? What was it like to follow it? Oh, it was <laughs> it was it was incredible. Like it was it was probably probably the best two weeks I, I've had um, in my in my life. Like it was, it was absolutely wonderful. Like you know, I was there with a good group of friends. I was there, my family were all there too, and uh, just traveling around France and uh, you know chilling out and having beers and having the crack. It was just unbelievable seeing these great stadiums. I never thought like growing up watching Northern Ireland. Like it was a full campaign. We didn't even score a goal when I was about twelve or thirteen, and watched a lot of draws. And to think that we would actually make a major tournament was very far from from my mind. Like it's, I, I just couldn't believe it. And we, albeit they expanded the Euros, we actually ended up winning our qualification group, so we would have made it anyway. But um, it was just just unbelievable. And you know, whenever Gareth McCauley scored that header in Leon, that will stay with me till the day I die. Like every time I watch a video of it on YouTube. The hairs in the back of my neck go. Uh, it was just like such a such a special moment, like and uh, to share it with 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 your closest friends and family was just just absolutely incredible. Like so, yeah, it's 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 a shame that that people can't go to the to this one, obviously, but or well, you can't really travel around very much with this one. So hopefully, come the next Euros or World Cup, despite if our uh, nations qualify or not, we 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 can uh, make the trip. I'm going to say something quite controversial here, and I want you to all, you can jump in at one time or take turns, but... Makes a change. Uh, I think the Euros is better than the World Cup. No. Strong I disagree. Think, I, I, like, the World Cup has a lot of different teams from everywhere, don't get me wrong, but I think the quality of the Euros is better than the quality of the World Cup. 
just because the quality is better doesn't make it actually a better spectacle. What you get with the World Cup is like games you will never see or you might never see again for like sixteen years with qualification the way it works. Yeah. The Euros like what you get with the Euros is every single tournament it feels like one team outside of the favourites makes a run. And that seems to be a consistent pattern, not just the teams that win it, not just Denmark and Greece, but I'm thinking like Turkey in 2008, you know, when they had that mad like injury time winner over Croatia and then they, yeah. they like, you know, and, and scored two goals in the final three minutes to, to, to get out with the group in the, the last game and then got robbed basically in the semi-final against Germany. I think that's, that does make it really exciting. They, I, maybe in the sense that the, the games are closer. Like, there's less of a divide between the very best teams and the very worst teams in it. But no, I still think the World Cup is the pinnacle. Uh, and I, like, I can't justify it, I just think it is. <laughs> no, I would say, it's say uh, it is the pinnacle, I'm not disagreeing on that. Just preference, maybe it is, I, I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about this now, but I'm, I'm not looking forward to the next World Cup, and maybe that is what's tinting the glasses for me here. You know, because um, we're not going to talk about Qatar too much tonight. We're going to move on, but I really can't be bothered with Qatar, and we'll talk about it closer to the time when it comes round. But I just don't agree with it. Don't want it to happen. Now, like could go to somewhere else. I think America are in for it, and Portugal and Spain are in for it as well. Um, and I love that. But there's just something about this. I don't know. Or maybe it's because, as Paddy was saying, the grind of club football has just absolutely been horrendous this year for, for a lot of us and now we've got this so I'm so excited for this but I just have such a buzz for this I love the Euros as well I do love it and, and you're right there are teams that can come through but and there are different games you'll see obviously the World Cup but I don't know I just have a, a preference just for the Euros um, at the minute but that can change like it's not it's not a concrete um, opinion it's just what I feel at the minute but on the, this Euros Steve let's get stuck into it uh, nice and simple or as long as you want who's going to win it Jesus. Um, I think no, he's not playing. Yeah, well, he's probably playing for Spain somewhere. Um, oh. I can't look by France. I really can't look by France. I know it's a boring answer. I know it's like predictable and dull. But they are the best team in Europe. I think they are position for position. Like They just have such strength and strength in depth as well. Um, and I think... I think it being the structure that it is this year as well, with the games kind of all over the place and, and things like that. Yeah, they're in a they're the group of death, but like I still think that I watched Hungary play the Republic of Ireland the other night, and I don't think Hungary would be taking any points in that group. I think France will get out of that group as as group winners, and I think they'd be confident of of, of taking on anyone um, from from the is a Group E they play. Um, in in the latter stages, um, so I don't know. I think it's really difficult to look at France, but I think if you're to look outside of them, um, I think Germany. I think the North Macedonia results probably has put a lot of question marks over Germany, but it feels like they've got a decent chance when it comes to football tournaments. They're just always there or thereabouts, so they'd be my two kind of picks for the tournament. But I think France ultimately. Johnny, what about you? Who are you tipping to win this Euros? Um, the same probably. Uh, it's very hard to look past them. Um, Belgium probably have a good chance. Uh, don't have the Kevin defraud as you call him like that. So uh, we'll see how they go. But I'm looking forward to seeing them. I'm actually quite looking forward to seeing Wales and Scotland. Uh, just because there's players in those teams I'm actually quite interested in, the likes of Ramsey, Wales, and Tierney in Scotland. So yeah, like. 
obviously my partner Teresa got the Netherlands in our draw and funny enough she got them in our work one as well so we are fully behind the Netherlands this summer but I can't um, I'm not really filled with much confidence from what I've heard about them so I don't imagine they'll do too well but like you said the grind of club football has made me really look forward to the Euros this summer so roll on Friday a good match I think to start off with Italy and Turkey we we talked talked about this in the last pod, Brenton, and you're a, a, a massive France fan, so it's still France for you. Nothing's changed. The Benzema injury hasn't changed anything. You haven't looked at other teams and thought, actually, hang on, they can maybe do this here. It's still France. Um, no, I think well, there's. I just like France, but I mean, um, obviously, it's hard not to like them uh, with the quality of players. But um, there's there's a few teams like. Portugal, I think. Um, obviously, we saw when they won it the how hard they were to beat, um, and you don't. I know they're not great with death that Steve was talking about as well. Uh, Portugal, France, Germany, Hungary, um, but like all three of them could come out of that group. You know, all three of the big hitters. Um, and Portugal, I don't think won any of their group games when they won it. Um, so like, and now they arguably have a better attack. Um, like Ronaldo probably. Start through the middle and um, Jota, Fernandez. Um, who else have you got going forward? There, Silva, um, Bernardo, uh, and then obviously Diaz and Pepe at the back. Like that is it's a strong Spain, um, and obviously they're hard to beat. But the, you know I can see them scoring goals too. Uh, but I don't know. I, I really do not like saying this, but the more like. The closer we get, and maybe it's don't just a fear it. thing. Like, don't say, don't it. say it. I'll not Go say on. it, but in a way, you know say what it. I'm thinking. Like, um, <laughs> um, yeah, the the I think their attack, um, England, obviously talking about their attack well, like, is very good. And you if, I don't know, boys. If, uh, Johnny, I know this is not what you like to hear, but if Harry Kane gets on a run, like, I don't know, I can see them going far. Well, he was top goal scorer, top assists in Premier League this year, and still won fuck all. So, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot <laughs> this about his national team. I'm sorry, but like, no. I it's, think I I think to be fair, to be fair to England, this is the the best chance. I, w- I wouldn't say they're the most likable bunch of England players in a long time, but they're the least dislikable bunch of players England have sent to a, a tournament in a while. Um. I think they've. I I think with a different manager, they've got an exceptional chance. But I think like Southgate showed his shortcomings in the, the nonsense that went on over the squad selection. Uh, and while he's a nice guy, and he like that article he wrote for the Players Tribune was like was well, he didn't write it; it was post written. But like it was exceptional, <laughs> and I thought it thought, like it sent a really good message, especially to the Neanderthal fans of England. Um, I do think that. His his shortcomings will be found out like against the France, um. You know, thinking tactically, well, he's not great. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, Kante has already showed Foden what can happen on the world's biggest stage, and as he's still climbing out of his pockets. So, I think, yes. I think, think will be. I think, I think, if England were to play France, they'd really struggle. I think even if they were to play a a Spain or a Portugal, like. I, uh, for all their attacking power, and I think you're right. Like I mean, Portugal can live with them attacking wise, um, and I think Germany can live with them organizationally. So there's a, they've a, they've a lot of hurdles to cross, but I do think they've got a really really good chance. 
Um, and it will be interesting just to see how their players perform on the biggest stage because that's traditionally what's let them down. And also the home advantage as well. Like they're playing all three group mm-hmm. games in Wembley and they could potentially go to the final and only play one game away from Wembley like that. That is such an advantage. I, I really, I think they could do it as well. I really, I don't want them to do it, but I, I think they could. Uh oh. God. <laughs> You're wishing it into existence by just talking about it. I, I'll <laughs> take back what I said about the Euros now. I prefer the World Cup. <laughs> it, just, it just seems to be falling for them, you know. Um, I know that they don't necessarily on paper have the complete strongest team. That is inarguably France. But I just think with, with home advantage and, and some of the players are just just had very good seasons and they just seem to have you know good firepower and stuff there. I love watching Grealish. Like, he's unbelievable. I really hope that he plays just because I want to watch him. Um, yeah. And if they can find a way to get him in, I think it could be really exciting. Um what I what Southgate might do though is just play Kane as that sort of false nine, get him dropping deep and put two speedsters, Sterling or Sancho either side. That is not what I want to watch. But if they can find a way to shoehorn both Mount and Grealish in, that will be that will be interesting. Like you know, it will be good to watch. Yeah, I think we're we're hopefully going to rely on Southgate to fuck up his team. Like, um, but. I mean, if they, I think if they get out of the group um, comfortably, and what is it if they finish, if they finish second or something, or there's some combination where they can play Portugal, I think, um, or whoever finishes second in that group. Um, if they win their group, if they win their group, they'll play second from either France, Germany, Portugal, or Hungary. Mm. That's where I think they could struggle. They're not getting past the last sixteen. Yeah, that's where I, I, think I that's don't think England will get past the last sixteen. That's my uh, pre-tournament prediction. Mm. Um, yeah, England have had some positive results, like in Nations League. Now that they're playing teams that are up around their level, like you know, they have had some decent results against bigger sides in the last couple of years. I know they got the semi-final of the World Cup by playing scrubbers, like like they really had a very easy ride that far, but. They've they've had some decent nation league nation league performance like they beat Spain and Spain and stuff and Czech Republic beat them recently. I was going to say, does that not feel like the England take the nations league more seriously than other top countries? Um, it feels like they're one of the few countries that actually take the whole glorified friendly seriously. Um, that's and this 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 could absolutely me just trying to rationalise them not not winning. I, I absolutely get that. Like, uh, I just I, yeah, but you're right. I think the fact that we're in inverted commas hoping that Southgate fucks it up rather than actually thinking they're not good enough. I think that shows how far they've come and what a crop of young players they have. But unfortunately, I'm old enough to remember the original golden generation, and they fucked it up at the biggest stage as well. So, um, and you could argue that like the likes of Lampard, Gerrard, Beckham, Rooney, all was well, Skulls was always shite, but you could always you would think that they were a better group of players than this group, and yet I don't think the hype around that that generation was anything like this. This is. And to a certain extent, it's personal because the rice and greedish thing is really difficult. It's <laughs> <laughs> really difficult to swallow still. Calvin um, Phillips could have played for Ireland as well. Oh, well, I mean, look, 
Ireland, Ireland, has, the Republic of Ireland has done this enough that it's hard to take the high moral yeah, ground. Currently giving you, yeah, oh, sorry, Paddy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I look, I, I'm not going to take the high moral ground about it, but like you, it, it like from my point, pers- purely personally, from my point of view, it's absolutely playing a factor in how much I don't want England to succeed. As much as I think Jack Grealish is a phenomenal player, I think he's, he's, I, I'd argue he's a better footballer than Foden and um, he just doesn't get the hype because he's not at the same size of a club but there's a reason why Grealish is by like what is it 100 fouls the most fouled player in the Premier League and three yeah. misses of the season like you know it's the only way a lot of defenders know how to deal with him is to kick him um, and that would be interesting with, with, with like continental referees who might be a bit harsher or a bit quicker with the yellow card like England could find themselves in a bigger game in this tournament, playing against ten men purely because someone has a kick at Grealish, and stuff like that, like could all fall in their favour. Absolutely, good. I, I could see that happening against Scotland too. You know, yeah. uh, big, big rivalry, and a you know, it's at Wembley, I think, as well. So, um, one of the boys could easily have a have a go. I would definitely be playing Grealish in that game. Like, I, I, I'll be playing him anyway. I think. Um, but yeah, it, it would it would nearly be better for whoever is in England's group to finish second, because yeah. uh, um, I think you then you play second in the, in Poland's group, um, yeah. which you know is definitely going to be easier. You would think on paper anyway than playing whoever finishes second in that group of death. Um, I so we've gone was it? Uh, Paddy said England. Steve said France. Brent yeah. said England, and Johnny said France. And I'm just just to be different. I'm gonna say Italy. Um, they're God. they're unbeaten in twenty is it twenty six or twenty seven games. Just like you were saying about England, obviously doing so well in the qualifiers and coming through. Italy have had an even longer stretch. And I just I think just with Mancini as well and and this sort of term in football, they've come in a bit of form. I think they're one to really really watch. I think. Uh, it could be the year for the Italians. I hope it is anyway, but I think certainly think it could be um, now Q Friday night they're gonna get slapped four 0 here by Turkey, but still, um <laughs> at the minute that's what I'm gonna go with. But I, I I don't I don't think England will win it. I think I think they'll could win their group and then they'll get chinned, I think, uh, in the next round. And as you Jeez. said, Steve, they are actually they are this group is a likable bunch. There are yeah. a lot of footballers and, and humans in that bunch that are, are really, really likable, but I'm I, and they do have a lot of firepower going up front. They have a lot of great talent in midfield, decent fullbacks, and then it's just at centre half and goalkeeper. Oh, keeper, where yeah. They could just get that could that could undo them. Um, so that's where I think they'll just they'll come up short. But um, I hope if they do come up short, that the English media actually this won't happen. But has a look at itself and doesn't roast every single player alive. But we know what'll happen. Um, so. Just as we're going to talk about obviously players and stuff and different things, but is there is there a dark horse, a team that you think could surprise a lot of people, a team that you maybe want to do well? I know Johnny said the Netherlands because of Theresa uh, and getting in the sweep, but is there another team you sort of have a little soft spot for that you want to do quite well in, in the Euros this year? Jonathan? You asking me there? Oh, sorry. Yes, you are, Jonathan. No, I thought that was just a question to everybody. Sorry. Um, uh, well, I did say I did. I like Wales, obviously, because of Ramsey, um, and obviously with uh, Kieran Tierney in Scotland. But 
I don't know. Like, there's a couple of teams that are, like you said about North Macedonia the other day. Like, it would be quite nice to see them just do something absolutely crazy. Um, Croatia as well. Like, you know, they've always had nice footballers, and it, it would be nice to see them go a bit further again. They obviously saved all of our emotions at the World Cup the last time. But you know, I've always wondered. Now this is kind of a bit off topic with what you just asked, but <laughs> is the hype in other countries different? About their teams than what it is about England. Because you know the way, maybe just because we are just in the UK and we are just so close to all their media and stuff, like, it's just a bit OTT, like, at times. I'd say it's the same, if not worse, in some countries, like. But you can understand uh, places like France, because they basically have two teams. Yeah. Even like, uh, yeah. even like, Steve, like, Irish radio and Irish podcasts, they're obsessed with England too, and what's going well, yeah, on as well. Yeah, they sell ads. Like, I mean, everyone, everyone watches Premier League football. Everyone supports yeah. Premier League. It's, but like, I think it's one of those things. Like, people say, oh, well, if you support Premier League club, you should want England to do well in a, in a. Nope. No, absolutely not. Like, I don't want, I don't want Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales, or England to do well because they're our closest <laughs> neighbours. I want them all to stay on That's the way sport works. The whole point of sport is to enjoy your neighbours failing. Like, that is the point of it. Well, obviously celebrating your own success every now and again, but like, like, you get much more enjoyment. Like, I'm sure people in Portugal absolutely hate Spain and vice versa. And same with Spain and France and France and Italy. Like, that's the way it should work. Um, I don't think it's anything to do, like, people always trying to make it political about the Irish hatred of, of English sports but it's actually it's just a natural sporting rivalry I think so there's that and I think I think Irish media is is obsessed with them because yeah they're players that we see week in week out in the Premier League whereas even like you know you, you take the Bundesliga is it doesn't get as much coverage because it's on it's you know, it's it's on BT Sport or it's on Premier Sports or it's on Al Jazeera or whatever you wherever you get it. Same with League One, same with Serie A. The Premier League is just that bit much more accessible. You walk into any pub in Dublin on a Sunday afternoon and it's the Premier League that's on. It's not Serie A or La Liga. It might be La Liga if it's in El Clasico or something, but that's about it. Like, so I think that makes sense that they're obsessed. But also, like, we do get like British media all the time like everyone everyone has BBC everyone has ITV everyone has all the British papers like so talk sport if people listen to talk sports so it it does kind of it That's feels true. like there's more hype about the English because of that but like vice versa like I've barely heard a peep about Scotland and Wales in the build up to this tournament and I'd say probably Scotland and Wales like it that way that all the focus is on England because they're probably planning to spring a surprise, Scotland especially. Um, and it'll be really, really interesting to see how they set up um, in this tournament because obviously Scotland have traditionally hyped themselves up going to international football tournaments and failed mm-hmm. absolutely miserably. Um, so I think that's all very interesting. I think for me, like, if to go back to your question about dark horses and who we'd like to see, it's, yes. it's still North Macedonia for me. The majority of the squad... <laughs> Like, it is. Like, I just want to see them do really well. Like, it's not just the Germany results. Since they actually changed from Macedonia to North Macedonia, they've put together, a, like, a decent run of results. Like, they've beaten the likes of Israel. They've beaten Slovenia. They've beaten teams, like, who are there or thereabouts when it comes to international tournaments. Um, now, they're still capable of losing to the likes of Armenia and stuff like that. So that still happens. But, like... Just to see someone like Gordon Pandev, like or Goran Pandev, sorry, who's been plowing his like plowing his trade in international football since like the mid nineties, 
um, finally get a shot at a major tournament at the age of 37 just kind of gives a bit of hope <laughs> to the, like, you know, there's there's life in the old dog just yet. Like, and of course, there's an Arsenal uh, interest in, is it Dejan Idiev, the, the keeper? Is he still with Arsenal? I'm not sure. I think he might have moved on now. Oh, not did he? Sure, yeah, he was he was in or about the North Macedonia squad. I'm not sure if he made it for the. Um, I think he's out with loan at Shrewsbury Town. There you go. That'll tell you. Um, a quick a quick Wikipedia there. But yeah, so they're there for me. But I also I, like Belgium always go into these tournaments as like dark horses. It's like you almost have to say their full name is Belgium Dark Horses. Um, <laughs> um, I think that's their official title. Uh, so I I think that they're they're an interesting one to watch, but like what we've what's really difficult, and I think I kind of mentioned that at the start is there's always a team that comes from nowhere, and it feels like there's always a team that comes from nowhere in the Euros, and I I just couldn't tell you who it will be this time around. Maybe it is a Scotland, maybe it is a Wales, but it feels like someone's going to make a run and get to the semi-finals that we just don't expect. And I just, I, it won't be North Macedonia as much as I'd love it to be. Um, but someone will, and I think it will surprise us all. I, I, I have my team. I have my team here. I think it's going to be, can I go first, Brenton? Yeah, it's okay. probably the same. Uh, I think it's going to be Denmark. Denmark Not have... <laughs> Belgium, Russia and Finland in the group I also got them in the sweep and I got Finland and the two dicks play each other, class um, but <laughs> I think Denmark uh, they have quite a good side uh, like quite a competent side uh, Schmeichel and that's obviously Kier and uh, Christensen or Bednarek at the back and uh, Christensen had such a brilliant end of season and the Christian Eriksen in midfield Eunice Poulsen from Leipzig uh, plays sort of attacking and sort of up front I think, yeah, with our group, they can gather that and get a little nice, nice little run as as what happens in tournament football. And I think they could possibly be one of the teams that springs in the semi final that nobody thought was going to happen. So they'd be my yeah. tip for a dark horse. Delaney and Hoiberg and all in midfield, yeah. and yeah, and Ericsson's still a class player. Like they, they, yeah, it's a weak group. Area. Yeah, weak group. They could um, definitely do something. Yeah. I watched your tip over the last few years to see them draw every game nil nil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you must be sick of the side of them, Steve. Fuck Denmark. Denmark. <laughs> Fuck Denmark. <laughs> I never want to see either team again. Pat, who's your team? I'll let you go after, Brenton. Um, I, I think Scotland are going to qualify for the group. Um, Boy, are you crazy? I, I think Scotland could could do okay. Um. Sort of, their, their squad okay, is I think they could make a quarter final. Like, I really do. Yeah, out of the group, I think it's good as well. Like for Scotland, like that, that would be unlikely, I think. But you know, with just, with England and Croatia, like, yeah, I was just looking at their 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 sort of likely team. Like, there's a lot of decent Premier League players on it. Like, you know, their midfield, you could have um, McGinn, who's a lovely, lovely footballer. McTominay, who's like just box to box all, all action, like he's really, really. I think he's a class player. Billy Gilmore, who when he when he made one of his first appearances against Liverpool, I thought this kid's a freak. He's unbelievable. His feet and stuff. Like you have him in, and Stuart Armstrong's. I think one of the most underrated players in the Premier League. Like there's four very competent midfield players. Che Adams throws himself about and probably is a perfect sort of striker for Scotland. And you've got. Robertson, like raiding up the left, and, and Tierney sort of left centre back interchanging. I just think, I think their group, I think they can easily get out of that group, 
and I think they might they might do they might they might you know get a quarter final or something like that, which would be amazing considering they haven't been in a, a major tournament since since France ninety eight. So they're my very very outside outside tip um, for as a dark horse. If they come second, they'll play second in Spain or Poland's group. Yeah, like you know, stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. So I'm looking forward to watching Scotland. I um I totally get Steve's point about um you know the the rivalry between between nations around here and um but I do have I, do, I don't give a flying fiddlers about Wales like I think they're going <laughs> to. I think they're going to get absolutely slapped, to be honest. Yeah, they're, get, they're, getting, um, they're getting absolutely thumped every game. God love um, But I do have a wee, a wee soft spot for Scotland. There would have been quite a lot of Scots who came to Euro 2016 and followed Northern Ireland. So we met like a lot of really dead-on Scottish people. So um, I would I, w- I would quite like to see them do, do okay. Nice. Um, and there you go, a new fact, dead-on Scottish people. Uh, Paddy, <laughs> what, or Brenton, sorry, what's, who's your dark horse for the Euros? Yeah, I, I um, first of all, I'll, I'll agree with Paddy. Like, I think I, I think it'd be class to see Scotland um go on a wee run, um, and I think it's probably the anti-English thing more than anything else. That um, <laughs> it, it seems to be like more with Scotland than with Wales. I don't know why that is, but um, yeah, like if, if Scotland started to run, like I'd get right behind them, um, but. My pick about who I think is going to do something is Turkey. Um, oh. Yeah, I just think Yilmaz is a big part of that, like, obviously. Uh, um, he's done well. Yeah, uh, I think if he um, if he starts banging in goals, and I think they've, you know, they're quite solid at the back. They obviously have your boy Kabak, um, but Sionchu, um <laughs> Through, Fair, through the, um, Our Liverpool, the Liverpool yeah. fans laughed at the Kabak comment there. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, no. Um, oh, very good. Sionji is solid also at the back for them. So I think if they like can start, can, if they can score goals, um, I think they, they should be able to get out of that group. Um, Maybe second to Italy. Uh, I think you're right in that Italy are, um, that they are very strong. I think they're, um, you know, they have two players in, in every position that could easily start. Um, but yeah, I think he, like, if Yilmaz gets on it, um, he could be, you know, a, a top goal scorer shout. Um, and I don't think their, their route is that bad. You know, um, they could maybe put a wee run towards the semis. Um, and as Steve said, there's always somebody like out of left field um, that does something that under the radar. So um, they're my pick to keep an eye on. If Turkey comes come second in the group, which I think they will behind Italy, they'll, fin- they'll play second in Group B, which is Denmark, Belgium, Russia or Finland. Yeah. So, like, you would think Belgium would win that group, and then, you know, you'd fancy their chances up against whoever finishes second. And, um, I mean, it's hard to know, isn't it? Like, but uh, it'll be good, I think, for us to to keep, to sort of check back in 
um, every night after each game. So you can really, you know, you're going to have to watch the games and, and keep an eye on who actually looks like they're in decent form as well, instead of just looking at results. I think an interesting way of of looking at it, it, it is the, the teams with players who weren't really involved at the business end of the season. So mm-hmm. like teams where I, teams where players who were heavily involved in title races and things like that, I think they might struggle. So like that's what, what I worry about. Like Foden and Manchester City obviously gone deep in the Champions League and Premier League. Portugal, Fernandez looked absolutely shattered by the end of the season. So that would be interesting, I think, to keep an eye on. Like we've had a break, but they've had stupid, meaningless friendlies in this meantime as well. And I get why you have to do that ahead of a tournament. You want to check, you know, see how players are and things like that. Like, but it feels like all every single player at this tournament, the best thing that could have happened to them for the last two weeks is just rest, rest, and rest again. So it'll be, it'll be very, very interesting. I think Turkey's a great show. I think there's there's a lot of potential there, especially their route to the finals yeah. or to the to the semi-finals at least. Is looks like it could be very manageable, um, and again, it is. It's that thing. All it takes is one striker to to find form, and that will yeah. carry your team through most of these tournaments, especially a shortened tournament like this. That it starts six or seven goals. Yeah, you know, six or seven goals could be top goal scorer, and you could be in a semi final or a final. Yeah, and like Turkey could score that against Switzerland. Do you know what I mean? Could score two or three against Switzerland. Could get two or three against Wales. Like it's very easy to see them finding a, a bit of form and, and taking that through to the knockout stages. Yeah, that's that's as well, that's that. a good shout. They have Demiral as well at centre half. Um, with Sionchi, I don't don't know if Kabak will start. Um, so they're very solid. Um, Cavetti as well for Fenerbahce. Um, they are a really good shout. That that group's actually. Apart from Wales, God love them. That group's set up to be pretty decent. I don't. I think it'll it'll they'll win it, but it'll not, not win it easily. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. And the winner of that group plays, I think it's runner-up in Group C, which is Austria, Steve's Boys, North Macedonia, and the Netherlands, and Ukraine. So, I mean, the winner yeah. of the group. Yeah, so it should be interesting. Um, who do we think, uh, country, and you can answer players as well, so you can answer two. Who do we think is going to flop. Now, I've said, obviously, England, I don't think, I think they'll get come unstuck in the last 16, but that might, isn't necessarily a flop if you're playing France or Portugal and you're getting beat by one of those two sides because they're two of the best sides in the tournament. But I think, and just to start us off with, I think a team that's going to stink the place out is actually going to be the Netherlands. Right? Yes. Just, we, I'm sorry, we talked about, we talked about Southgate earlier not being great. Uh, De Boer is an actual dose. Um, he is a dose of a human and I, I just think he's going to cost them uh, a decent chance of doing something at a Europe, on a European championship again and I, I, I think they'll be in serious trouble so what do you, what do you think Brenton who's your flop that sounds really weird but maybe, maybe you said Turkey maybe Spain Spain no. are they even going to yeah. no that COVID I know uh, like that's obviously part of it um, but I just think they seem like they're a disrupted camp in general. Like obviously the COVID thing hasn't helped. Um, but like I'm sure Ramos is like sending boys messages left, right, and center. Um, apparently he was doing it to the Real Madrid boys. Um, 
not or telling him not to take a pay cut because the money's going to go to Mbappe. I don't know how true that is. Um, but it seems like there's those sorts of figures floating about the, the Spanish squad. It just doesn't feel like it's very coherent. Um, and I don't know um, how how good in, Enrique is at you know bringing them together. Um, if that makes sense. Um, what is the situation with Sergio Ramos? Why has he been left out? I think it's just he hasn't because he, for so long. he he's been, he was injured, yeah, and he's just he's old and like, and um, he didn't look particularly impressive when he did come back from from injury, like. So, um, I don't know. I think that's a, you know, uh, it's probably similar to England bringing. Henderson or Maguire, I think it's better to bring them um, just to make it not a story. Um, but, you know, you could see how how big of a story it's become. And especially, you know, Ramos is more of a controversial character even than than Henderson or Maguire would be. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, you know, an omission like that is more likely to cause an uproar. Um and yeah, I just, I, you know, I don't think, I can't see anyone who's going to really, you know, expand and, and carry them forward in this tournament. Um, so I, I have a feeling that they might not get out of the group. I know it's a big shout, Ooh. but um, yeah, just to, that's that's my flop anyway. It'd be a big, it'd be a big thing if it happened, but um, yeah. You could be right. Who's going to flop for you, Johnny? I think the Germans are going to flop big time. Because well, we've talked about it before, Werner is just can't score to save his life. Um, plus, a lot of that game, there's obviously have Arsenal as well that went very far in their um, club season. Like, so. And then obviously, Yerky Lowe is not how you pronounce his name anyway. He's leaving after the Euro, so I don't know. Will they try their best to send them out in the high, I don't really know like, but I just have that feeling with them, you know, they're not really going to do too much, they were they were terrible um, the last time around at the World Cup and like you say, that result against North, North Macedonia might might have impacted them a bit, so I, I think they're they definitely ones to watch um, and like you said about Portugal before in that group, like you know they didn't play particularly well the last Euros and they won it like uh, wouldn't they drew all their games like in the group yeah. and stuff and definitely they are, third in their group. Yeah, they're they're dark horses definitely. Yeah, they're good. I just think maybe they'll pip Germany to second. I doubt Hungary will beat them like, but yeah, I just I just can't see see them win it. I know I know they're probably one of the favourites for it, but I just have that feeling. I don't know. It's just 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 kind of a prickly feeling in the back of my head, you know, that I just think they're going to flop. Paddy, we've had Holland, Netherlands, uh, Spain and Germany as the three teams going to flop. Have you anyone different? I do. I have, I have the Belgians um, who who are often one of the favourites. Just looking at their squad and just they're old. Like they're really, I think they were probably at their at their peak maybe in 2018 whenever they, they got put out in the semis against France. Just their, their back three, which is the, the, they'll play, will be Alderweireld, Vertonghen and Vermeulen, and they're all kind of either mid-30s or approaching it. And 
I just think it's uh, although pace and, and youth isn't everything. I think after after a long hard season, it would be hard, you know, with the different players buzzing around you, it might be hard to hold it all together. Hazard's not the player he was two or three years ago either. De Bruyne is going to be carrying a significant injury if he's playing at all, um, which which might sort of ha- hamper or hinder him a little bit. Um, and and Axel Witzel, I think he's been rushed back from injury too. I just I don't know. I just don't think they're as good as they were, and maybe maybe the the years delay hasn't helped them either. Um, you know, Hazard was one of, if not the best player in the Premier League for many, many years, and it just hasn't really worked out for him. And he's he's their star man. I know Lukaku's obviously had a fantastic season, but Lukaku's or Hazard's the creative spark, and if he's not sort of one hundred percent, I think uh, I think they might struggle. I think they'll get out of their group because their group's weak, but I can't see them getting past the quarterfinals. I just think they might they might struggle this time around. Interesting that I. I think they they might play a denier instead of uh, Vermalen, uh, who's been playing for Lyon at centre half. I don't know. That's an interesting call in Belgium. I didn't think anyone was going to call in because I, I, it's just with Lukaku and stuff. And I know the the fraud needs a new face, but looks like he only got one. And I think um, I, I don't know. I think I think they'll do quite well myself, Stephen. Have you a new team, or are you going to agree with one of us here? Who do you think is going to? No, I, I have I have a new team, and actually someone. Holy ghost! That's all real. Yeah, someone mentioned them as dark horses, which made me. I think it was Johnny mentioned them as dark horses, which made me giggle. But I have a I have a quick quiz, right? How yes. Many, how many Portugal players not named Cristiano Ronaldo have more than seven international goals? Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, I know Jota has six. I think so. Jota has six. Yeah. Uh, well, Bruno, Fernandes scored, Bruno Fernandes scored tonight. Does that take him past it? Nope. <laughs> no. How many okay. players? Um, how many? Pl- don't name the players. I'm just how many players? Yeah. Is the answer zero? No, no. I'll mm-hmm. go with five. No. One. Correct. Who is it? It's Andre Silva. Pepe. No, Pepe has seven. <laughs> well, Pepe, Pepe is their second top goal scorer, international goal, or sorry, third top goal scorer after uh, Ronaldo and Silva. So that's where, yeah, in that's in the in their Euro twenty twenty. Oh, sorry, okay, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. That you're is right, you're right. But I think Portugal are a team very much in the decline. Um, like. This year alone, they scraped past Azerbaijan. They went 1-0 down to Luxembourg. And, you know, in their last two games against Spain and, and, um, sorry, in the game against Spain, it was a dull. It didn't look great. Oh, they didn't look great against Serbia. Um, I think they're really struggling and I think they've got a lot like, you know, Ronaldo we know is in the twilight of his career. Fernandez, we saw the struggles he had towards the end of the season. Yeah, they've a lot of they've a lot of players you know, but it feels like in that group it's I think you know, as we saw last time, if you still finish third in your group and qualify and make a run to final and actually win the thing. And I think they will get out of the group, so does it count as a flop? I don't know, but I just don't think I don't think I can't the only game I see them winning in that group is the, the Hungry game. Um I think, I think that's actually very interesting what you said there, like that they're a team in decline. Like you could probably look at a lot of teams in the Euros this year and say there's quite a lot there that are in decline. Oh, um, yeah. I think that's the argument with Spain as well. That it's an old, yeah. not that it's an older team. It's just a team that the the key players, the actual spine of the team, 
is that bit older. Like Pepe's thirty eight, Ronaldo's thirty six. Like uh Gemitino is thirty four. Like these guys aren't young, they're not spring chickens at all. Um so I I that's that for me is they just I think they had their they had their they had their peak. Um and I think we're gonna see Portugal return to kind of more what we've expected of them in, in international football tournaments of late. See that that's that's interesting to me as well because that's where I think England have an advantage. I think they have a lot of players who are I think they're probably their under twenty threes are like potentially the best in this tournament. And they have players who are in their peak as well, like the likes of Harry Kane, um, and, you know, in important positions. Um, I think obviously Kane and then your, you know, your center halves are experienced. If you get Maguire back in, if you get Henderson back in, um, they're just at that, the right stage of their career compared to these other nations like Portugal and Spain. So that's what gives me the fear about them. I think there's a bit of a difference with England. Like, um, if you look at Spain in 2010, for example, you had winners really in that team, like your Xavi, Iniesta, David Villa, even Fernando Torres, like Carlos Puel at the back, and Casillas and stuff like that. You know, guys that won Champions League La Ligas. Um, with Henderson out, who's, you know, won it all now with Champions League Premier League and stuff, you know, there's very few other players there, I would say, or have went on and done it, like went the whole, you know, distance with their clubs like you have Mason Mount now who's won the Champions League yes but if you look around at the rest of that team like you have Pickford Maguire you know Harry Kane as much as I bash him he still hasn't done anything you know for his club you know you have Raheem Sterling who's there he's won the Premier League but has failed to do it on the Champions League stage um Jadon Sancho like good player absolutely but what what does he really kind of achieve with Dortmund? You know, it's I think when you look at teams that have won on and won these competitions at the international level, they've had maybe a mixture of younger players, but also experienced guys who have actually went the whole way and won it at their club level as well. So I think maybe that's where it could be in this downfall is the lack of winning mentality. I have at the the. Portugal one has absolutely stunned me for Betty Steve. Um, cause they're, stunned you so much he's left. I um, <laughs> I I I don't know. I I I actually we're, we're gonna I was gonna ask is who you think will be top goal scorers, and I don't think it'll be Ronaldo. Um, for once, I think he'll still always have a massive part to play, but I think it might be Jota benefiting from being with Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes and Bruno Silva and Ruben Neves like tonight. They're playing Israel um, in, in a game and uh, in a friendly, and they're two 0 up. And their midfield is Ruben Neves, Bruno Fernandes, and Willy Carvalho. And they've Nuno Mendes and Joao Cancelo, Ruben Diaz, and Pepe as the back four. And the front three obviously the start tonight was Ronaldo, Jota down in the middle, number nine, and then Bernardo Silva. Plus they've got Andre Silva too. I, I don't, yeah, the, the Portugal one's cla- like it's a b- uh, bold call from the bold Stephen, but. Actually, like I think, I think they'll do really well. I think this is a swan song for Ronaldo. We, we probably will see him in guitar, but he'll not be anywhere near the levels he's still operating. I don't think. Um, and with the England one as well, an interesting point, Johnny, uh, about the lack of winners. Like they are missing some key players. Are obviously injured. They'll have one things, and they've got the Chelsea boys in. But you could have potentially had 
Gomez and Trent and a fit Henderson to pick from in a squad which have all won major things recently so yeah that, that might be their downfall too but certainly a few interesting calls who do you think there'll be a player that will flop and just won't do it like Paddy is there a player you think is being far too far hyped up that's just not going to deliver on the world's we know where you're going with this Philip we know where you're going with this <laughs> <laughs> should we just save time and say we all have the same one yeah go on, <laughs> someone say it someone say it I, know I'll 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 I think I think Brendan and Steve were bags in it earlier on so I'm going to leave it to them to, to discuss them Steve, Steve you know it's, the stage is yours go on ahead Stephen Dave? Oh, he's gone again. He's he gone he again. can't bring himself to do it. <laughs> Go on ahead, fellas. You know you want to. Oh, he even wait. shared the same name. Uh, Steve, have you have you have you rejoined now, Stephen? I believe your internet is broken down there. In, in, no, well, my laptop keeps trying to update. Take it out of the freezer. Take it out. No, I it is. I wanted to be Phil Foden, right? I want to be Phil Foden because I don't like the way he looks. I don't like the way they go. I don't like his face. <laughs> look, look at the head on him. How can you want that guy to succeed? You can't. Like, the guy's a haircut. Like, the football's coming home. Nonsense. Absolutely not. No, he's everything that, that I hate about, like, English football media. Um, and I think I've made, I've, I, well, I've been banging this drum, drum for, for months now. Phil Foden has excelled in the absence of crowds, right? And I keep making the point that when crowds come back, he's going to be in trouble. What happened in the Champions League final? Disappeared. Correct. Absolutely disappeared. Uh-huh. Um, and I think the same issue is going to happen with full crowds at the Euros. So, um, for me, it's him. I've also got a sneaky one as well that I'd like to throw in just for... for of course. It was not Phil Foden. I know I said France are going to win the thing. But I think Benzema is going... I yeah. think the weight of expectation around Benzema is just way yeah. too high. Um, and I would not be surprised if Olivier Giroud was starting the Euro 2020 final. Um, in I place. was starting Giroud. I, so I, I know he's all the balls, like, but like, he still... It works. Yeah, it works. Yeah. Um, it's the system they're used to with him. Yeah. And it gets the best out of Griezmann and Mbappe. And now you two players have the best out of yeah. No, that's I definitely that's, that's an interesting one. I was trying to another one I was trying to think of, and and he was in my head. Benzema would be one that I maybe think will possibly not have a a, a good Euros. Um, so that's it, it was Phil Foden talking to the group. We, we there's so much hype going up around him, and he just like look, and we'll all put our hands up if he has an unreal tournament. Say, oh, fair play to him, but I won't. Um, yeah, well, you might, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, we're all in agreement. Um, there, so I've already said who I think is going to be top goal scorer. Um, and listeners, if you want to get involved after the show, get us on our social media channels, the Football Babble Pod. Um, Brenton, who who's going to be your top goal scorer in the Euro twenty twenty Euro twenty twenty? Um, I, I think <laughs> my um. Do you say Ronaldo? I'm hanging you up. <laughs> no, no, no. No, don't worry, don't worry. Um, I, I think I have to go um, with my earlier shout uh, of Yilmaz. I just think if I'm riding the turkey train, um, I'm I'm jumping on board, like I'm going all the way. Um, I think just with the goals going for him, he's been in um, this season. He and you know, as somebody mentioned earlier, I think it was Steve saying about uh, a lot of teams have players who. Have 
played a lot more minutes coming into the um coming into the end of the season with the Champions League final, all the you know, English players that were involved, etc. etc. Mm-hmm. Um I think if they if he can, you know, lift the nation up and bring them through the group um and just, you know, continue to um to score goals, which is what he's been doing this season. Uh, I can see him. I also, you know, unfortunately, think Harry Kane has a great chance to um, flop. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, as much as Jerry says he hasn't won anything, he, he, the individual awards keep streaming in for him. Um, I think he was the top goal scorer in the World Cup, wasn't he? Um, so, I think with with the the attacking flair that we mentioned earlier that England have. The amount of of players that could put you know balls on plates for him, um, yeah, I think Kane will probably be up there as well. Jonathan, who's going to be your top goal scorer at Euro twenty twenty? Uh, Griezmann. Just going nice. for it. I just think he will. At least. Probably. Plus, Big Giroud and him seem to link up very well, so I think Griezmann has a good shot. Uh, either him or. The, the new young prince Kylian Mbappe definitely one of them too I think Paddy what about you? Andy Robertson yes <laughs> 45 <laughs> yards out of screamers just uh, crossing no, it I'll, I'll, I'll just, I think uh, like Kane's in a very good shot I'll just throw another name in just to be different um, and I'll throw in Thomas Muller oh Ooh. that that was like one of his bad jokes <laughs> Well, Paddy actually has the same humour as Thomas Miller, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the German, like the Germans, won't like they will qualify from that group, especially if third place ones go through. I think they'll be okay. Miller just seems to score important goals, um, and like with with the likes of Werner and Nabry and and, and Goretzka and whoever around him, like he'll get chances, and he is one of the most unorthodox footballers around, but he tends to be effective. So I'll I'll go for him as an outside bet. I actually want to change mine to Werner. Oh, oh God! Not raise a better chance. Brenton's had a thing. Um, Steve, going ahead. I think if I was putting real money on, it'd be very hard to look past Lukaku. I know we talk about Belgium not being, you know, maybe flopping or whatever, but a group with Russia, Finland, and Denmark, you fancy he could come out of that group with three or four goals, and that's a great start. To like six goals will probably win top goals for. Um. But I think, as this is like speculative, I'm going to say Memphis Depay. Um, for the same reason that Griezmann kind of finished top goal scorer in 2016, I think he can kind of play anywhere that you ask him to, and he can score from anywhere that you ask him to as well. Um, like I think Ukraine, Austria, and North Macedonia, as much as I love North Macedonia, I think they can concede a goal. Ukraine, we saw Northern Ireland created lots of chances against them in the friendly did night, and, and Austria are Austria. So I think he's got a decent, for, that, for the same reason as Lukaku, I think he could get a good run in the group and carry that into the knockout stages. But it's all dependent on the Netherlands reaching like a semi-final and that may not happen. But yeah, for me, it's Memphis Depay. Class, so we've had Depay, we've had, I said Jota, um, Johnny said Griezmann, Brenton said Yilmaz and then changed his mind to Werner. You crazy. Of course it's not going to be Werner. <laughs> Paddy went with Muller and possibly Harry Kane. Muller is an outside shout. If I was putting yeah. a fiver on it, I'd maybe okay. go Harry Kane. Yeah. Same. Nice. Um, is there anything else you are looking forward to 
uh, with the years to wrap us up on our on our bonus preview pod before we we get stuck in the next couple of days with continental breakfast. Is there anything else you're looking forward to, Paddy? Is there anything you're most looking forward to? No, you've a week off. I mean, drinking start beer, drinking beers, watching football. <laughs> That's what I'm most excited for. Drinking beers and watching football <laughs> like a man. Lads, 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 lads. Drinking Stella and then fighting with yourself. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, Brent, what about yourself? Yeah, just, you know, different games being on every day. Like all the random games too, I love. Um, like your, your Turkey, Switzerland, etc. Um, yeah, I'm just excited for it. Um, and it'll be great to have, you know, a good few fans in some of the stadiums as well. And I think that'll be good too, you know, watching how the tournament progresses with some teams having games at home all the time. I think that'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on. And just when you mentioned about the fans, Hungary, the games in Budapest, they're having full stadium in Hungary. They're yeah, one of the hundred thousand in Europe. 61,000 allowed into the 66,000 seater stadium. In Budapest, I was I I was aboard the Hungary train. Uh, obviously, being in Budapest, loved it. And then the way they behaved the other night when the Ireland players took the knee, I just thought, mm, right, okay, no bother. Then I'll just you just can get get fucked. Um, and yeah, other group probably put you on. No, no, well, it's all agree. I thought you know what, this will be a laugh for them, but um, it'll be nice to have fans, as you said, and to have sixty one thousand uh, in a stadium is going to be. Um, some crack is going to be rocking, and that, they'll all be possibly a lot of them. All of them could possibly be home fans as well, with the all sprinkle of uh, sneaky away fans getting in. So that good luck to whoever's in that games, um, and might give them an advantage where they could do something daft in that group. But I can't really see it myself. John, is there anything else you're looking forward to? What are you looking forward to the most apart from things we've discussed tonight? Is there anything else? Um, I think I'm looking forward to Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney smashing the fuck out of Harry Kane. <laughs> it's going to be a couple of scraps. If there's none, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> it's a shame that yeah. one isn't full house. Yeah. That one in class, full house, oh, yeah. and a lot of away fans in would have been unreal. Um, and we'll all be aboard the Scotland train that night. And uh, Stephen, what is, it, what is it you're most looking forward to? Oh Please God, I don't even know where this is going to go. No, no, it's quite boring. <laughs> it's quite boring, answer, I promise. It's, it's, it's football. It's like Monday afternoon at 2 o'clock watching Scotland versus Czech Republic. It's Wednesday watching Finland, Russia when you're supposed to be working. That's, that's summer to me. That means, like, that feels like a normal world has started to return. Um, yeah. And after all the shit we've put up with for the last 18 months, that just feels like a win in itself. Even if our teams, you know, the national teams we support aren't there, um, that just having that feels like a win. I think it's worth enjoying for what it is. Yeah, I think I, I echo all all of your uh, views on what, what's coming up. That's sort of what makes it so special when the international tournament comes around, especially with the year and a bit we've all had, which has been pretty stinking. Um, the, the I just football. also felt, sorry, sorry go in. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh, just a small detail, the wall chart. It's just, oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Love it. I've all up and working. I'm not taking it down. If I take it down, I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> I've already told them we take that down if I'm noticing because it's the Euros and I need this. Um, I hope yeah. you take it down. So do I. I've been noticed all written everything. It's in my pocket. <laughs> Here's Google up. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, the wall chart, yes, the following the games, marking down the groups, seeing who's going to go through the, the, uh, groups that are on the last day and all to play for, there'll be one or two, and that's always nuts. Um, and then just the surprise packages that come through and the surprise players that come through and start doing something mad that you didn't think were going to do it. Um, is it, it Nihat? Nee, what did you call the, the one from Turkey? Kept scoring mad goals. I think you mentioned Turkey earlier, Steve, 2008. Was, was he knee? Was it knee? Yeah, knee has kept wearing the, like, the, the boy with that. Real saucy dad. Yeah, real saucy dad. Players like that, that come through from nowhere. Um, Carl Kaborski in 1996. Even, we all knew him, but Suker in 96 and that chip against Schmeichel. And, yeah, I can't, I can't wait for it. And just with the year we've had, the club football has been great. It's been a release, and certainly for you, Brent, it's been great. Um, but right. this is different. Like this is all of us can get in the, behind this. We don't have to worry about having to get three points against one of your stinking mates. You can just watch a tournament of football, have a laugh, and and I I cannot wait um, for Friday night for it to kick off in Italy and Turkey. And as as we said, folks, and as we put out in our channels this, this week, Brent's been brilliant. Um, we're going to be doing daily shows, the Continental Breakfast. Um, it'll be out every morning. It'll be a preview or a review, sorry, of the games that have happened the day before, and it'll be a preview of some of the games coming up next. So, stay tuned for all that. Uh, we, I know, um, a lot of podcasts are going daily, and this is the thing to do when the when the championships on. But we are one of the smallest, and we don't have a bu- <laughs> much of a budget. But we're going to try our very best. So, any support you can do on our Patreon is so welcome, and even just sharing it, retweeting it. Retweeting it, sorry, and telling your mates is, is is perfect for us as well. So hope you all come on along for the ride. And um, boys, thanks as well, as always for doing the, the preview poll with us tonight. Um, Brett, do the Patreon link because I'll balls it up now. Even though I've done that big speech. It was it was a nice speech. Um, oh, and, and you were going to ball the Patreon link. Yeah, Patreon dot, and you've just balled it by talking over me. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Patreon dot com forward slash football babble. Yes, and get all of our, our, our chat and all our updates on your podcast apps. Just look for the Football Bubble. You get us on Instagram and Twitter as well at the same tag. And speak to you all very soon. But, boys, you four morons, I can't wait to get going. Au revoir. Good luck. Absolutely. Okay. Up the bubble. Okay.